What is up, guys? Welcome to an emergency episode of Views from the Nosebleeds. I'm Gio. What's up with the what's up? I'm Dylan. And uh, I said it's an emergency episode because we just have breaking news. Well, not really breaking news, but let's see. It's uh, 1018 our time here in, uh, in Lubbock, Texas. And a few hours ago, Twitter went nuts because LeBron James has agreed to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Boo. What? Four years, 158, I think it was? 158 million, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Wow. What's your initial reaction to this? Ah uh, man, I'm I'm like in the middle of it. Like I I like it, but then I don't like it. I'm like kind of just torn. More so uh, because it's the Lakers. I've I've always really kind of disliked the Lakers, um, but then I'm cool with it because it's like man, let's, it's it's gonna be bring some competition. Like I mean, not in the East, obviously, but oh yeah, the, the East is done. Yeah, it's done but for. I think that's. I mean, I'm just kind of torn. More, I'm more right now. I think I'm more on the like, uh, uh I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I wish he would have stayed in Cleveland. That's that's where I'm at right now. I, I love it. I love it, man. I popped a, popped open a can of beer. <laughs> uh, I'm not even a Lakers fan, but man, I love that move. Why? I love because okay. So I, I wanted him to stay in Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Just because that's his hometown. That's where he's got to. St- just write it out, write whatever. Yeah. But if he was going to go somewhere else, it's L.A. It's Hollywood. You got the big superstars. You got, you know, large historic franchise. It's Hollywood. And who better than LeBron to go over there and try to make a splash? You know, he's he I think what's more amazing about this deal is that he didn't do like a one or two year deal. He gave essentially a four year commitment. Four, yeah. So you know, that's something that's interesting because he never gave the Cavs that. Like with the Cavs, it was like one year, second year opt in. Yeah. Uh, things like that. So that to me just kind of goes to speak kind of where LeBron's heads at with that. You know, it's yeah. not necessarily win now. It's not necessarily that way because he's giving the Lakers, hey, if we don't get Kawhi this year. Then he's a free agent next year. He's given him four years. Yeah. And so he's ready to ride off into the sunset. Last chapter of his career in L.A. And I think he's going to go out with a bang. He's going to go out and... Man. Yeah, it's Hollywood, man. I just, it's I just, perfect. Perfect. You know, like he's going to have... He could possibly have a championship with three different teams. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I'm just not a fan of that type of resume. But, but my thing with this is... He's not really ring chasing here. He's right now. You think he's just like okay, my family settled here in Los Angeles, yeah. so he's just gonna go and enjoy. I think this playing. is more than just basketball. This is you and know I, outdoor I, opportunities with you know whether it's movie roles or production, whatever. It's, and I think that's why at the, I said that I was like I, I'm okay with it. Like this is why I'm torn because. I like that. He's gonna be with his family. I mean, that's where that's where Bronny Junior is going to to Shout high school, Bronny. and that's where he's gonna be at. And I think that's that's cool. He wants to be around his son, so he won't have to be. You he's know, got in two Cleveland. houses in yeah. L.A. His I heard his wife was, was like a big factor. She wanted to go to L.A. I mean, yeah. they're both from from so, Ohio, and so they, I'm cool with that. It's just I don't know. I just love the idea. Now I think I'm a believer that the NBA is better when the Lakers are relevant. You know, when they're not, uh, it's not as fun. When I they are, that. Yeah. you know, whether people like them, it's because people like them or people hate them. People, people are them. watching and it's it's interesting, you know. Yeah. I think the first step of that was Lonzo, get them drafting Lonzo mm-hmm. because all we talked about was LaVar Ball this, mm-hmm. LaVar Ball that, Lonzo this, Lonzo that, to the point where it's even like you're talking about Lonzo mixtapes him yeah. bashing Kyle Kuzma and, and you know <laughs> joking around like that. That's one thing you're talking to. Now you got LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's you're relevant for you are relevant now. And now at this point, do you go all in for Kawhi? I would. You have to. I mean, Kawhi Kawhi healthy. He's top five player easily. Um, I I would give up. I would. I think I would just have to give up 
whatever whatever they want, trying to keep Kuzma, mainly trying to keep Kuzma over Ingram and not trying to give up both. So what do you think about the initial deal that uh, was rumored to be offered, uh, which was, I think it came out yesterday, which was Brendan Ingram and a first-round pick? I think that's too little from the Spurs. I agree. Way too little. And I think that's why it obviously hasn't been made. Um, but I think at this point it has to be Lonzo, Ingram, a first, maybe two, and maybe even throw in someone else. I just don't know who it would be. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the Lakers want to give up Hart and Kuzma. I think those are the two guys that they don't want to give up. Yeah, and uh, ESPN, I believe it was, I can't remember who it was on ESPN, but they said uh, the Lakers told the Spurs Kuzma's off the table. He's not, he's not going to be included in any deal for Kawhi Leonard. So that's that. Um, I agree. Josh Hart, uh, he was good his rookie year. I mean, yeah. he was a good, um, he's a good backup point guard to me. So I don't think you trade him, and you don't really have anything else to trade for because Brooke Lopez is a free agent, Channing Frye is a free agent, um, Isaiah Thomas is a free agent, Julius Randle is a free agent. Uh, you have Luol Deng, who's not gonna is a non-factor. So you don't really have very much to trade. So you, I, I think the trade has to be Lonzo. Brandon Ingram, and you throw in two picks, two first, second rounders, whatever, whatever else you have to add in there, to make it happen. Yeah. Because now that you got LeBron, yeah, you have to. You have to but do. do you think there's more pressure on the Lakers now that they have LeBron, or less pressure to add those pieces? And I think less. I think before it was way more like, okay, we got to do this to get this guy. But since LeBron gave him there. I mean, since he's going with them, I think it's a little bit less pressure. It's like, okay, if we don't land Kawhi, we're still okay. We still have Ingram, Kuzma. We still have all those guys. If they don't get Kawhi, they still have all those guys to build around. And again, I think what gives them less pressure is that LeBron signed a four-year deal. Correct. Granted, it's the last year's a player option. You know, it's three years, last year's fourth is a player option. But that gives you less pressure because what that's telling you again is Hey, we don't have to win now. Mm-hmm. I'm committed for at least three years. If we don't bring in Kawhi now, he's a free agent next year. And uh, Stephen A. Smith actually on, what are your thoughts on this? He said on ESPN that Kawhi is ready to sit the year out if he's not traded to L.A. Wow. So so that tells you, I mean, granted, Paul George said he wanted to be in L.A. And it, he was... It was uh, almost guaranteed, you know, for a whole year that he was going to L.A. And we see how that turned out, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I think Kawhi is dead set on going to L.A. Like Kawhi, once he goes to free agency, it's not like the Spurs are a threat because that's done. He's not going to sign with them. Mm -mm. And I don't see him going to like Boston or any like Sixers. I think it's L.A. is the only real reason, the only real team out there for him. So... I think that is more of a guarantee to happen than Paul George was. And so there's less pressure, I think, obviously. Less pressure. Sure. Uh, Magic Johnson delivered. I mean, just a, couple, just a couple of days ago, he was talking about, you know, we talked about on the mm-hmm. last podcast, how he was saying, hey, I'm Magic Johnson. There's no pressure yeah. on me. And uh, and he even said he felt confident. He's like, if I don't do turn it around in two years, hey, and, I'm, and I'm, not I'm only, leading. Not only did he deliver... Like giving the Lakers Paul, not like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, he delivered giving them the best player to come around. Like, I mean, like in this generation, like he gave them LeBron James. Like that's that's the crazy thing. And that's and that's what he was brought on there to do. Yeah. He was brought in there to bring the big superstars, bring the big names out to LA, and turn it around quick and. Mm-hmm. Boy, did he deliver. I mean. Did he. And, and it's crazy because you think about it, and it's like, okay, the guys that, that Magic was probably going to get rid of, and <laughs> and Jordan Clarkson, and um, Larry Nance, this guy, mainly Jordan Clarkson, he just gave him to the calf. He's like, here, I'm going to get. It's like guy. LeBron facilitated his own yeah. move to LA. Like, he knew yeah. ahead of time, like. Shit, I'm going to L.A. anyway. Yeah. Like, fuck it, you know? He's like, I'm going to L.A., make sure you get rid of Clarkson. <laughs> Clear and, that shit. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you know, how about those people that said uh, Magic Johnson wasn't qualified and 
the Lakers are still going to be the Lakers and all yeah. that talk. I, I think mean, that's that can be put to rest now. Oh yeah, absolutely. What about all the Lakers fans who hated LeBron? Oh man. That's and interesting, too. Now, what are they going to do? I mean, I'm sure they're probably going to go out there and buy a LeBron jersey. I saw this meme. It was like um, like two like groups going to war. And, and it said, uh, like, um, LeBron's fans here to make uh, peace. Oh, and just my like, God. They're, <laughs> like, they're, everybody's, I mean, everybody's happy, I think. Yeah. If you're L.A., you whatever feelings you had about LeBron James, shit, you better throw that away and I get rid of that it is speaking of that shout out to my boy julian because uh he's been a lakers fan his whole life um i do he he's he hated on lebron he didn't he's not a lebron fan he actually uh just tweeted not too long ago and said hey like i'm sorry for all the shit that i gave you hey but let's welcome fucking go he said welcome. welcome to the he said welcome to the real maker yeah. let's fucking go and i was like all right i mean i'll yeah. take that if you admit like hey i hate it on you but let's go and i'm not even a lakers fan obviously but you know there was a point in time where i hated lebron like man i could not stand him yeah and then like one day i think i just woke up like I don't know, God spoke to me in my sleep or something. <laughs> and I just like came to the realization that, man, I'm watching greatness when I watch LeBron yeah. James. Uh, I don't know when will be the next time I get to watch somebody like LeBron James. So I just started to appreciate enjoy it, it and enjoy it. And man, I I can say I love LeBron James. I yeah. have nothing against him. Um, and see, I've always loved him. And I think I've told you that before. Like, I've, I've always loved LeBron. Uh, and that's the main reason because I didn't get to watch Jordan. I got Kobe towards the end um, when I really started paying attention. But I got LeBron, and I enjoyed it. I appreciated it. Um, and I might—I mean, honestly, I might root against him a little bit here just because he's a Laker. Not necessarily because it's LeBron, but because he's a Laker. But I still think I'm gonna root for him when he plays for the, the Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think. A part of the reason why I really kind of didn't like LeBron was because the whole Jordan. I'm a Bulls fan, so obviously yeah. the whole is he better than Jordan that kind of irritated me. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, you does it? It doesn't even matter. Like it's it's a waste of a mm-hmm. like a topic. Really, it's it's really a non-story. Who cares? It'd be different if we were to ever be able to see him play. Yeah, like but. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever, yeah. enjoy it for what it is, and I, that's what I learned to do. And and but. Man, LeBron going to the Lakers, that changes the dynamic of not only the Western Conference, but the entire NBA as a whole. Mm -hmm. So now we have the East. The East is absolute trash. Like, trash. Yeah, it's like the Celtics. And then we go down a little bit. Oh, there's the Sixers. And then it's like, okay, everybody else is at the bottom. Which the Sixers, you know, all the shooters they brought in, they're gone. Like, uh, Ilyasova's gone. Bellinelli. Uh, Bellinelli's gone. Uh, you know what? I don't. Who knows how else they're gonna format that roster because mm-hmm. they need shooters. Ben Simmons can't shoot for shit, so that's interesting. Obviously, I think the East is Boston's and Boston's only. It's yeah. theirs to win. It's theirs to By lose. Far. Uh, you know now. Hey, hey, do the Raptors? Do the Raptors finally get over that little? Bro, hump? come on, <laughs> come on. Are we still with that? Like, are we still with diabetic Mike James and uh, Costco Kobe? Costco Kobe. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, whenever I first saw that. Uh, that was hilarious. Diabetic Michael James and Costco Kobe. I could not stop laughing at that. Uh, no, the Raptors are a non-factor. Like, yeah. forget about the Raptors. Um, but yeah, the East is garbage, and the West is stacked. Absolutely stacked, man. It's it was a bloodbath before, mm-hmm. um, and just from what happened the last twenty-four hours in free agency. So obviously, Paul George stays in OKC. Um, yeah. You know that. We, we kind of talked about it, said it, that was probably going to happen. and But I think that's good. You know, keeps yeah. OKC kind of, I would say, that top tier of, uh, in the West. The the Rockets, they lost Ariza. To me, that's a huge loss. That's a huge loss. Even though they got CP3, uh, they re-signed CP3, but he's a year older. Uh, Ariza was kind of that lockdown defender. He could spread out the court, shoot threes. So that's a big loss for them. And, and now, on the verge of losing Capella? Uh, possibly. They could lose that. Um, so you have the Warriors, Lakers. Now the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers. The, their odds jump to like second to winning the NBA championship wow. just with LeBron. 
So that's insane. Um, and then you still have, again, like the Thunder. You have the Pelicans, who we don't know what's going to happen with them, but the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell, a full year now. Uh, the Nuggets are up and coming. Like the West, the it's West crazy. was a bloodbath last last year with like you know the Jazz yeah. knocking out OKC things like that upsets like that. Now you got now you add teams yeah. that are getting better and you add LeBron to the West, it's, dude. It's like you you could. I'm excited. I'm excited now. It's it's July first. Yeah. I'm excited for the NBA we Western what, Conference playoffs. Almost a whole year later, or a whole year away from from the actual playoffs, but but it's crazy. Like Gio said. We're gonna have teams like the Spurs, the the Trailblazers, the Timberwolves, the up and coming Mavericks. Those those teams are gonna be I mean, two, three of those teams are gonna be left out of yeah. the playoffs. Just and I mean is it, it like think about it. We could get teams that in the West, play in the first round that could end up playing in like or that should be playing in the Western Conference Finals because that's how stacked it is. It's it's wild. Yeah, like I, I did a little kind of just a prediction. Just, I mean, obviously it doesn't mean much. Where, like I said, it's July first, but um, just kind of based off the moves the last twenty four hours, mm-hmm. I have the Western Conference looking like uh, Warriors, Lakers, Rockets, Thunder, Pelicans, Jazz, Nuggets, and Trailblazers in that order. Um, so let's say that let's say hypothetically speaking that does happen, you have. Uh, Warriors Trailblazers first round series, Lakers Nuggets first round series, Rockets Jazz, Thunder Pelicans. That's that's just the first round. That is just the first round. Thunder sweeping. And then uh, let's say Thunder advance. So you have like Warriors Thunder would play each other. Jeez, uh, like come on, this is insane. Uh, I, I can't even. This is so exciting, you know. Like <laughs> and then you so- got on the East, uh, Celtics potentially playing the Heat, the Pistons. Like that's not no no. <laughs> like the the East, I have uh, in this order: Celtics, Sixers, Pacers, Raptors, Wizards, Bucks, Pistons, and Heat. Like, and that's just because I don't even know, man. Like the East is really it's wide open. Like at this yeah. point, this if my more- Bulls uh, resign Zach Levine. Hey. Shit, fuck it. They could even squeeze up to six, seven, eight. Uh, who knows? In that Eastern Conference? Yep. Like, potentially three, four teams could go in there with losing records. Uh, Like, yeah, man. I, I don't know. The so East this is-, is why they need to move it to uh, no conferences and just have a big one through 16 type thing. Like, give and- the Warriors the, the 16 seed out of... I think that's how it should be. And there probably would still be more Western Conference teams, like way more Western Conference teams. Yeah, you know? but that's better because, I mean, you have teams like the Spurs or, like we said, the T-Wolves that will be in there that we'd rather have than the Heat or the Wizards because I just don't see Scott Brooks taking the Wizards. No, I mean, I think, Le- I think uh, well, John Wall signed a big deal, so he can't really go anywhere, but... I mean, I don't know. It's just John Wall, man. I, I love John Wall. I, I do. But, I mean, he's been hurt a lot. They don't have much debt behind him and Bradley Bill. I mean, Marcus Moore, or is it Markeith? Markeith. I think it's Markeith Morris. I think Marcus Morris was Celtics. But, yeah, I just don't see. I don't know. So, so back to the Lakers topic, because obviously that's what's kind of dominating. How good can the Lakers be? Do you think, I mean, obviously I have them kind of right now as a two seed in the West. Do you think that's realistic, or that's just kind of uh, me living in the moment? And just... no, I think that's realistic with LeBron. With LeBron there, and then the ro- the players that he has around him is better than what he had in Cleveland. So that's 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 pretty accurate. So as soon as LeBron signed, a couple of the Lakers made a couple small moves. So they got um, Contavious Caldwell Pope signed on a one year. I believe it was like a twelve million dollar. So he's there for a one year. They signed Lance Stevenson, man. Wow. Uh, LeBron's arch nemesis. Uh, Lance Stevenson <laughs> to like a one-year $4 million. JaVel McGee to a one-year veterans minimum. They pried him away from the from the Warriors. Warriors. And uh, and then there's talks of them potentially offering a max deal for Kirk Cousins. Or Kirk, Kirk, I keep saying Kirk Cousins. DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins uh, on just a one-year deal to see... Where he's at with that Achilles and everything. I mean, that's a big gamble. And then potentially if they land Kawhi, 
you know, so I mean, the Lakers really this... would they would they look better with Lonzo? And Lonzo be the type of player that he is, uh, not necessarily being a big time shooter, but he's more of the facilitator. But you have LeBron in that same role. Do you think he they would be better off with Lonzo? Or do you think they would be better off trading, end up trading Lonzo away and just re-signing Isaiah Thomas? Because Isaiah Thomas can shoot. So, is it one or the other, or can I just say, like, neither? <laughs> All right. I mean, you probably could say neither. So, okay, so I think Lonzo has to go mm-hmm. because, like you said, he's the facilitator. He's not really a sh- – if he was a knockdown shooter – then yeah, he stays, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's not really a good fit with him and LeBron. Like, what are they gonna do? They're both gonna just handle the ball. He's like, no, okay. So Lonzo's got to go, and then I, it's definitely got to like they're not re-signing him because we saw how that worked out in Cleveland for however many games, and that was a shit show. Even though with uh, Watson being the coach and him having them having the similarity of systems like the Warriors. Yeah, man, I don't think so. I don't think it works like that. Um, maybe if it was somebody different, like like a Popovich or something who commands like Luke Walton is 39. LeBron is 33. Like they're really not that far apart. So I'm not saying LeBron's not going to respect Luke Walton, but (laughs) I mean, you got, you you know, they're almost at that same age or that same level where it's like, yeah, they could be like, you know, friends, peers kind of thing more than like, so a coach. So, I don't think Luke Walton's that kind of guy that's going to be like, sit down Isaiah Thomas and sit down LeBron and be like, hey, you guys got to make this work. Like, at this point, I think it's, shit, whatever LeBron wants, that's what's happening, you know? Like, that's what has to happen. And uh, I think that was the big issue with Dan Gilbert. Um, I just think Dan Gilbert's to blame for all this, honestly. Oh, most definitely. Talking about... He doesn't care if LeBron loses. He doesn't care that he wants his team, team back. back. Yeah, man. That's, like, how do you not care about losing the best player? Like, you're you're gone to shit now. Like, yeah. I don't even have the Cavs making the playoffs. Um, granted, they still have Kevin Love, but my gosh. Big like, trade, man. I they did, have to We saw, it. did you see K-Love on Instagram and posted, uh-uh. uh, he posted like a picture of uh, the dude that played in Home Alone and put that picture on Instagram. So everybody's like, oh. Oh, really? So that means LeBron's leaving because Kayla's like, I'm going to be home alone now. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, that was because that, that was like a week ago. I mean, we've. I think known. everybody. I think like the Mag- uh, Magic Johnson knew, Lakers knew. Yeah. Um, that's why I think, you know, everybody yesterday was making a big deal about Paul George not even meeting with the Lakers. Um, he didn't even give him a meeting, didn't give him a chance after, after he said he wanted to be in LA. Yeah. And I think. I mean, to the outside world is a big deal, like to us. But the Lakers, Magic Johnson, they knew something. They knew they had something in their oh, back yeah, pocket. For sure. So to them, it was like, okay, you know, Paul George, you want to go to, you want to stay in OKC, fine. But we're about to land LeBron James, and so, I mean, so why do you think Paul George? It's about to get fun right here. Why do you think Paul George chose Russell Westbrook over he's scared. LeBron? Scared of what? He's scared. Scared of He's what? scared of that spotlight and being home. He's scared of Gio. He, yeah, he knows. He knows it. He knows if he fails. If he fails in OKC, there's no pressure because he's not the guy. He's, everybody's gonna blame him. Everybody's gonna blame Russ. Russ. And I mean, okay. So so when the, when OKC got eliminated, when they lost to the Jazz. Everybody blamed Russ. Who no. I don't I just I just thought everybody was blaming Paul George. No, how many people were saying Russ Westbrook shooting forty some times? Like obviously Paul George had a terrible elimination game, right? But you didn't hear Paul George getting blasted every day. And what's crazy is it's been like that for Westbrook's whole career. Yeah. <laughs> like and that's how it's gonna be. He knows he one, he knows he's not the guy. He knows he's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. So He's like, why not? I make a shit ton of cash in OKC. There's really no pressure on me. You know, realistically, the Thunder aren't even a favorite to win, to beat the Warriors. I mean, I don't even know if they'd beat the Rockets. Wow. Um, and so that's why, wow. I, I, that's why I think he just didn't go to L.A. Like, if he goes, okay, so if he goes to the Lakers, let's say 
don't even picture LeBron on there, okay? So just okay. just just Paul George, right? Initially to the Lakers, um, like let's say twelve oh one yesterday, the first breaking news is Paul George signs with L A. Okay. So immediately you're already one. Paul George is the guy. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. And it's his hometown. Yeah. Now he's got to take the Lakers to the playoffs. He's got to elevate that team not only to make the playoffs, but they got to make some noise in the playoffs. If they don't. It's his fault. It's his fault. He's a failure. He's back home. Too much pressure on that. And I feel like... He had that in Indiana, though. Yeah. It was always his fault in Indiana. Yeah, that's why he left. Because he didn't want that shit. <laughs> he I didn't just, want any of that. I, I think, man, kind of like the same thing that we think with LeBron. I think it was bigger than basketball. I think he... he. he I think he was a little bitch. <laughs> and uh, he didn't want to piss off. He didn't want to piss no, off Russell Westbrook. Man. Like we saw, we saw how Russell Westbrook treated KD, and he's like, "Man, I really don't want none of that. I don't want any drama. And I don't Paul want." Paul George is a people pleaser. I, I, he, yeah, he's a people pleaser. He doesn't like to, to uh, be have people against him. He he wants everybody to like him. But I think, like I said, it was bigger than basketball. I think he saw he had a he has a good relationship with Russell Westbrook, obviously, um, and I think he got a glimpse of what the Thunder can do with Robertson and and just having that team. I think he got a glimpse of that they can be but what a can good they team, do, man. Okay, so like I told you, offensively they were the second best bro, team in the NBA. Okay, but being a good team, being a good team is not enough. Being a good team gets you past. Probably the first round, and you get fucking swept in the swept or bounced in the second round by the Warriors or yeah, man. like that's not good enough. It's not good being you didn't sign. So you're telling me you're okay with him signing a four year, one hundred thirty seven million dollars? See, deal that's another thing too. Just to be good? No, that's another that's another thing too because this this season obviously they can't do they can't do anything. As far as like role players, they can't add good role players. I mean, granted, they still well, I mean, were able to get Jeremy Grant, but, but when can they then? Because that's, they have to wait till till Melo's contract is done. That's why I think they're gonna have to just waive him and eat that money this year. And I think that's why another reason it was good for Paul George to sign that four year deal more than like more than more like three years. But after this season, hey, you can go and get those good role players to be able to. Come off the bench, help them out because this season their bench was trash. But even then, like okay, let's say you cut Melo. I mean, you just signed you just signed Jeremy Grant to like a thirty-seven million dollar deal. Uh, Bobby Marks on a, had tweeted with Paul George and Jeremy Grant on board. Oklahoma City now has a payroll of one hundred and fifty-six million dollars yep. with eleven players under contract because of the repeater tax penalty. The Thunder currently have a tax bill of $130 million. That tax bill would be the largest in NBA history. It's wild. It's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't see... If they're going to make... They need somebody else. They need one more person to make a big three and legitimately compete in the West. Yep. How are they going to bring that person in? How? Because they don't have the cap space. They don't have the assets to trade. That's where where the likes of... Hey, they Presti might have to make a move and get rid of Adams, just because of the contract. You don't want to. But who do you trade for? Like, what it, do you? Okay, well, let, let, me, let I, me. I I I don't know. I don't have a a good answer. Okay, so for let, you let's right say now let's say that. let's say the OKC is willing to trade Stephen Adams. Okay. What what kind of player or what uh what would you be looking for? The More, Thunder to add in order to have form that big three to legitimately you, be competitive. You actually know the type of player that that they I think would work well with them, and I'm just I'm just saying his name because that's the kind of type of player that I could think of off the top of my head right now is Kevin Love, a stretch four who could play some small five, more of the stretch four and just have that defensive rebounding player like Adams. Adams is his. his I mean, I love Adams. But that contract right now. So okay, Kevin Love would make them significantly better. Yeah. But that's, that's not enough. And that's what they were expecting out of enough, Carmelo. Man, it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, Carmelo. Carmelo. I don't know, man. That's but, another. And that and that's another thing too. How how long? How much longer can the Warriors have this run? The, the dynasty teams like that can they can't 
uh, withstand a run well, here, for, for that long. But, okay, so the thing with OKC, or uh, the Warriors, like, they just got KD for another two years, right? So, two years. So that's th- that's there. Uh, uh, Stephen Curry's Stephen's, there. Steph's there. Clay, Clay's going to be a free agent, and, and then Draymond. Draymond's going to be a free agent, yeah. right? So those are two big things that that could really... That's going to be big. Like, right this there. year is really the last year where we can say for sure, like, the Warriors, yeah. the Warriors right? And then yeah. we got to wait and see what happens after that's, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, but then, after that, like... But but look at... Look at my thing is... Dude, the Warriors are going to have to choose... But, basically choose between Clay and fucking Draymond. But the Warriors build the team that needs to be built. They do. Like, okay, so so OKC is bringing in, like, Patrick Patterson fucking garbage, Fuck bro. Patrick Patterson. Um, who else... Um, Abrinas is a good player. I just don't know why he doesn't get enough time. I think I, I actually he's, I like Abrinas. He's a rhythm type player. Um, who yeah, else? Who goes comes off the bench for OKC? You tell fucking, me because you're an OKC uh, fan. Terrence Ferguson. Terrence Ferguson. Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton. Um, who else? Oh, they were switching off between Ferguson, Abrinas, and Houston last season. Houston is gone. Houston is gone. He's a free agent. He's done. Like I'll see. Like all so, those guys. Whatever. And but, that's that's why they're trying to bring back. Oh, we forget about the, the obvious one, Jeremy Grant. But but okay, so like you see the Warriors though, they bring in guys like yes, Nick that fit uh, their system, like Swaggy P. Yeah, he won a championship. And what did they need him to do? Go out there, spot up, okay, shoot your threes. So are we gonna blame Zaza? Fuck Zaza. Uh, he won. He's got two rings. Whatever. How many rings he got? Uh, Javel McGee. Like the Warriors bring in guys that. Fucking David West, like bro, like yeah, they they look like stupid ass deals, but they fit what they're doing. So really, with the Warriors, you're not really, I'm not really concerned with, uh, you know how they can build the team. I mean, granted, if they lose Draymond or Clay, that's a huge that's fucking huge, loss. Yes. But I have trust that they know what they're doing and they're gonna build. They still have KD. They still have, and he was signed say, another two years. Let's say they the lose piece. Clay. Or Draymond. Let's say they lose one or the other. Pick one. I think. Pick they, one. Which I, one do you think they would lose? I think they hold on ultimately to Clay. I agree. I personally would pick Draymond. I would take Clay. I love Clay Thompson, but I love Draymond too. Draymond gets them fucking going defensively, dude. But Draymond is—he's smart fucking player. Draymond I, is like I think the antics, the Draymond antics, all that ooh. shit. I think that that dude, like, is gonna push them away from actually. He wants that that max deal. I don't. He does. Think, I don't think Golden State gives him a max deal. No, they don't. But I would. Just like how so people you take say him over Clay. Just like people say that LeBron. Is so fucking high IQ and knows everybody's place. Fucking Draymond is the same way. He knows all the okay. main team's plays and is high IQ, dude. The Warriors don't have three rings without Clay. Clay came through that game six against OKC. He okay, shows okay, up in okay. those game six. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> he shows up in those game six. He, when, the, when their back's against the wall, who's the guy that shows up? It's Dio. fucking Clay. Dio. Okay, hold on. What happened? When fucking Draymond got suspended, yeah, okay. fu- they the, lost. They right? Cavs came back because he was out. It was because of Draymond. But he can't. He, he okay. gets them. Go- he's he's like the but fucking how, okay. coach on the damn court. How, how many games was did Draymond miss? That series. Yeah, that series. Was it two. It no, was just one. Just one. Right. It was one. Yeah. And how 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 they were up three one when they when they lost him right. Yeah. And that's all they needed how many for that games, momentum. How many games they had? He came back for enough two games. They lost at home. They had yeah. two games, lost at home. No, no. He's t- dude. I fucking paid Draymond before I paid. No, he's more valuable, dude. So who sh- who shuts down your guys on defense? Who no. who does cl- who? That, don't have to fucking find somebody. Cause <laughs> you, you no, because but even then it wasn't even fucking Clay all the time, and you, not in the playoffs. It bro, was fucking Andre. Okay, you can't find guys like that. You're bitching about fucking Andre Roberson being down, and that's the reason why OKC didn't yes, do shit. And he Clay was there can lo- fucking shoot too. But fuck. he was there. Andre was there. Andre Roberson was their lockdown defender, and you're saying that's the reason why and OKC didn't advance or got blasted in the first round. What if they get rid of KD? What does they say? Fuck KD because he keeps doing these. He keeps okay. doing what Bron did. Okay, do these one two years. What does they say? Fuck KD, and say. They we keep, pay our guys because they fucking did that shit before KD got they, there. I mean, they won the championship yeah, without. That's him. what I'm saying. I would say fuck that. I wouldn't I, have a problem I'd with that. I keep Clay and Draymond, 
even though Kevin Durant is the second best player in the NBA. See, but the landscape of the NBA has changed so much to where, you know, a couple years ago, yeah, the Warriors won without KD, and that was looking like a super, like, awesome team, Dude, that amazing team. that team was fun to watch with, man. Yeah, fuck. but now fuck you them. take KD out of that team, and I don't think you're really, like... No, uh, as scared as you you know. That's, no, yeah, for like, sure. Like they're they they are definitely more beatable now. Hey, and that's that's another point to what we were talking about. The Thunder not having the type of role players. The Warriors, dude. I mean, they all start the game, but dude, they take Katie out early, or Steph, or Clay, and they're running with that second team. There's always two, one or two of them on the court at all times. But even then, like, um, going back to what we were saying, you know, with the Warriors putting that team together. Yeah. Like, you have guys like Sean Livingston. I mean, that dude's fucking solid. He's just perfect. He would not fit in any other system but that that mid-range jumper is, like, like 99.9%. Hate that shit. Like, dude, I mean, you have guys like that. Like, where OKC is... Like, okay, when, when... Sean Livingston's in the game. You see him sometimes running that that offense, mm-hmm. and then he's posting up and doing things like that. OKC doesn't have that. Where you, mm. who do you bring off the bench that can kind of sustain? You know, and that's where towards the end of the season, and that's the whole reason that uh, Presti went and re-signed Jeremy Grant because I should have pulled up the numbers, but Jeremy Grant, man. You need to look it up, dude. He, let's let's he look came, it up. He came on towards the end of the season, and that's the whole reason they're paying him. I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be trash-ass numbers. Chill. No, bro. For real. Like, Jeremy Grant. Uh, what do you want to know? Let's see. I wish we could see how much, what the difference the numbers were between like the beginning of the season and the end of the season. Because <laughs> the beginning, yeah, he had to get into rhythm. But he, he, he added to his offensive skill. I mean, he's basically what what the NBA is right now. That versatility Here's type the thing, though. big man. You just paid thirty seven million dollars. I think it was twenty seven million. Thirty seven. It was thirty seven. Yes. Man. For somebody that last year scored <laughs> eight point four points a game, mm-hmm. one block a game, zero point four assists, one or zero point four steals, zero point seven assists a game, three point nine total rebounds. Free throw shooting percentage of 67%. And, I mean, he did shoot 57 from the field, but that's because he gets a lot of dunks and lobs and things like that. No, I'm telling you, he added to that offensive skill. Can you look up? Let's see. Three Jeremy point. Grants. He shot 29% from the three. Yeah, that boy's doo-doo from the three. So then what offense? <laughs> what offense are you talking about? He, I'm, you had, I watched him. Like, I watched every game, so I saw it. I saw what he was able to do. He was playing late, solid minutes. They were leaving Melo's but ass on the bench. Of, that's because of defense. His yeah. length. Exactly. But he not was still offense. Doing, he was still doing shit offensively, dude. Bro, okay, so you're telling me. Not like, okay, but he's you're, not like you're telling, giving them like 10, 15 points. I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying but, like. He's he's able to give them a little bit more dynamic because but my Mello th- was fucking dude. My thing is if OKC is gonna take that next step, they they're gonna need somebody to step up. Like Russ and Paul George have to be like somebody else has to help us out. And Jeremy Grant's not that guy. You no. think in the last minutes of the game they're gonna fucking Pass it to Jeremy Grant so he can take no, shots. No, like, no, no. That's my and thing. I'm not saying that. Like, yeah, and I see what you're saying. That I'm, I'm thinking of more of like the role players, like, like the Jazz, for example. Like these dudes had. I mean, um, what's his name? Rubio got out, and they were able to Dante go. Dante Exum. They would just have role players. I don't even think it was uh, Royce O'Neal who started. Yeah, that, and, he, yeah. and that's because he wasn't even a point. They had Joe Ingles running the point basically. Joe Ingles and Mitchell, they were based. That that's what that's what the, the type okay, of so role players I'm looking for. So they, but they had okay. So they had guys like Ingles, Exum. Uh, they had Jay Crowder, Rice O'Neal. Like you know, you had guys that are giving you stuff. Like yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It could it, it ha, it's not just gonna be Jeremy Grant. But again, the Jazz aren't that. But it has to be guys better than Ferguson and and granted Raymond Felton played. Pretty solid last year as a backup point guard, but he can't. I don't. I don't but think even he'll then, do the, that again. The OKC 
was good enough to beat the Jazz with what they had. At least the Jazz. Yeah. At least the Jazz. And then they would have got shit on the second round. I completely agree. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, I don't know what... I don't I don't see it. Um, I, I agree. Because I, I think they should have beat the Jazz. Even without Roberts. Even with Melo's punk ass. They should have they should have smashed them. But... I mean, especially Quinn Snyder, especially after they lost Rubio. Yeah, like and it, Quinn Snyder's a hell of a coach. Game planned perfectly the first few games around Russ, and then did this opposite with Paul George and said, "Okay, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna send, let see if Russell Westbrook can do it by himself, like he's done it before." And obviously, he couldn't. Which he did it that one game, you know, where yeah, he brought that it back. One but, game, but but the, because of fucking Gobert was out. But here's the thing too. Like, obviously, I, I'm not a big uh, Russell Westbrook fan. Because I, I mean, obviously, I don't, I, I just, uh, he's a superstar. I mean, I'm not doubting that. But when it matters, I'm just not sold. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, interesting question I have because I, this is how I feel, but I don't know. Do you think Russell Westbrook is, you know, everybody talks about they love the way he plays, you know, hundred mm-hmm. percent always, you know. Do you think that's to a fault at some point, um, where he's too emotionally invested that it affects the way he performs when it matters? Yes. Okay. I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it personally. Okay. Also, I, I didn't think you were going to say that. Yeah, I, I was uh-huh. not expecting that yeah, answer. I see it. And, and let me tell you. And to me, it just starts with, like, just let's go. Just, let's just go back to that one, last series with the Jazz. He was so Amped. rattled and emotional with Ricky Rubio going off. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm going to shut that shit down. And it, it, like, consumed his mind that he had to shut Ricky Rubio down. That it really... The team, it just didn't work out, you know? Like, it affected was, the whole team. Yeah. He Instead, was trying to do too much. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I've seen it. I've seen, like I said, I've been watching him forever. And so why does it work then? Why why bring back Paul George if if you're not going to I think put the pieces together to be... They're not a championship team. I think they're going to... I think Billy Donovan is going to appreciate... Paul James, uh, Paul George's game, Paul James, Paul James, <laughs> Paul George's game a little bit more this season. I think he's gonna do more where he can free up George a little bit because he's the one that should be taking those shots, should be doing. But how? No, do you think I, Westbrook lets that happen though? I think so, bro. Man. I, I. When in his career has Russell Westbrook deferred? The, exactly. He exactly. And he's, it's, I, he's what twenty eight, twenty nine. He's now? too old. Like he, it's he like has it's, to know. It's he, like a dog, you know. Like you don't teach an uh, old dog new tricks. Like he's not gonna all of a sudden be like, "All right, I'm gonna fucking pass the ball to my Brody, Paul George." <laughs> like it ain't gonna work like that. I when I the mean, pressure's on. He's going to want to take that shot and be the guy that fucking brings it back. And, you know, he might do it for one game like he did with the Jazz. Everybody's going to suck his dick and everybody's going to fucking <laughs> go crazy. And then what happens the next game? They fucking get eliminated. Like, Hey, but to Russell, Paul George wasn't hitting shit either. Though. And like, here's as the, far as clutch shots. But here's the difference. So KD, KD left uh-huh. because although KD is not really that alpha, like fucking, you know. Yeah. But... He knew he wanted the damn ball too, and he knew Russell Westbrook wanted it, and he was so he's like, "Fuck this! I'm not even gonna bother with this." So he left, and so Paul George and to so me went to go play with a little bitch like Steph. He's like, "Okay, which they, Steph will share with me." Which they all share there, you know. Nobody's like not gonna pass the ball. They're all, you know, fucking. They all fond of each other's buttholes over there. But Paul George is not that guy to go up to Russell Westbrook and be like. Bro, pass me the fucking ball. I want the damn shot. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. He's not going to go up to Billy Donovan and be like, run a fucking set for me. Run this for I me. I think he will. No. When when has he done that? I, I, he will, man. Come he, on. They did that shit towards the end of, I want to say it was game two or and game three. And they fucking lost. Yeah, they did lose. <laughs> but, hey, they. I think Donovan's going to have to no. do something. But I wish they would have fucking let Donovan, Billy Donovan go. Because he's like that defense first type coach. And I'm like, no, like. I think it should be somebody that can fit, know how to work with both Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And I think this season, hey, like you said, they're not that going to be that championship team. But hey, when those, not even next season, or when, the those, season after that, when, so. when those fuckers break up 
At the Warriors, uh, as far as the Warriors go, nobody's joining OKC. Let's go. Nobody's joining OKC. Hey, Clay Lebr- Thompson is not going to be LeBron like LeBron would have fucking joined them if he, if they would have had the money. LeBron would have been in that motherfucker, man. dude. Come on, man. No, he know he would have. He, Why? Why would he have? Because that's hey. It's Paul George and Russell Westbrook, dude. If that's the case, then Paul George would just gone to LA and fucking. Hey, how come Bron didn't go to Houston? That's that's I I want to know why. I like, think one was the they have the the cap issue, you know, where they can't really. Was it, it them? Would, to, they kind of have the same issue with money. It okay. had to have been a sign and trade, I believe, for them to actually land LeBron because they have all those fucking contracts like Ryan Anderson and um, guys like that, you know. But I just think what he's not gonna want to go to Houston, man. Like he's you don't think. He, I don't think like his the last years of his career he's gonna be like I'm going to fucking Texas and fucking spend my <laughs> like you know um, I think really realistically it was always just LA the Cavs or, or the Lakers and and I, and I think so too I think like you said that's I, I I forget that he's going into his 16th year now he's what 33 Three? 34 he turns 34 30, this year yeah see and he's getting he's getting there and I mean granted this dude is still playing out of his mind. At 33 years old, by the time, I mean, look at Melo. They came in at the same time, about the same age. Melo's fucking trash now. And that's where people expected LeBron. But, you know, Melo, what do you think about Melo going to L.A.? Like, let's say he signs a, a like a veteran minimum because OKC is still paying all that money. So, he doesn't, it's not really about money for him. Please fucking go to L.A. But he's the kind of player that would work with LeBron. Like, I think... Yeah. LeBron is that guy that fucking commands like, hey, fucking, it's my way or, you know, whatever the fuck. It's, yeah. I'm the fucking leader of this team. And so I think that would work. Why I not? Think, I think it would, too, because I think it'd be a different system for Melo. Melo wouldn't be in the role that he was in Oklahoma City. I think Melo would be um, having more shots. I mean, there's there was at times in Oklahoma City where he was Putting up 11 shots a game. But he was more of a... They wanted him and OKC to be a spot-up shooter. Yeah. And I think that's where... And he's not a really a spot-up shooter. He, he wasn't, but that's when he... That's when, that's what he did best when he was with USA, this, the past USA Olympics. He was that spot-up shooter guy. But again, that's different. You know, that's international rules. That's but, kind of uh, like a two-week tournament. Yeah, and I agree. But I, he was a shooter, dude. Like, he's a... He, that's what Melo is. And I think that he's just a score player. Yeah. But like, okay, so we go back to his Nuggets days. Mm-hmm. No matter what, where they had Chauncey Billups, uh, Allen Iverson, it was still the offense runs through Melo. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. He's the offense. He gets traded to New York again. He's the guy. No matter if it's a Mars Stoudemire, whoever, Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Yeah, it's him. The offense is his. It's his team. He's the one that is counted on. Mm-hmm. He goes to OKC. So, he's the third option, and mm-hmm. I think he just to him is like he didn't like that at he all. Didn't, obviously not. Like he didn't like that at all. And it and Russell Westbrook and Paul George weren't gonna back down for be like. Oh, I think they tried a little bit. Like yeah. okay, let's let's feed Melo, and they lost a whole bunch of games. And they were like, no, no, this, and, no. And and it would have been okay if Melo had say consistent scoring. He, the dude, man, he would he would have one good game where he's like, okay, he scores but it's 14 hard. to 20 points. It's then, hard to score if you're just the third option yeah. and you don't want to be the third option. Like, you have to understand your role. You yeah, know, and I like, get that. And like, he uh, obviously, like, going back to the Warriors, like, Clay Thompson is not scoring 50 points a game, 30 mm-hmm. points a game. He's There's the, games where he maybe scores double digits, you know, in, in less than 20, in the 20s. Like, yeah. But his he knows his role. He's yeah. got he's gonna take those shots when they're open, and he's gonna play lockdown defense. Melo doesn't play defense, and he doesn't want to be a third option. No. So, I mean, again, That's going back to get, you get don't teach your old you don't teach your old dog new tricks. Yeah. So if he goes to L.A., I mean, L.A. needs instant offense. So LeBron can create, and Melo can create. I think that works because LeBron, once he finds you open. Melo's got to hit those shots, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be to the point where Melo's third option, you know. Um, not in there. He'd be the he'd he's be second second option. No matter far. who, no matter yeah. who else is there, uh, whether he'd Brandon be a Ingram, solid, he'd be a, that'd be a solid four for for or or to the Rockets. Like, I think that works because 
technically yeah. he's the third option there, but it doesn't really feel like it. And because Chris Paul is not really that guy to jack up shots. Yeah. And Chris Paul can pay off the ball. He can put he can facilitate. And so I think that works as well. Yeah. And in the Rockets, I mean, they fucking, that's how they, they live and die by that three, just like the Warriors. But but the Rockets just lost a reason. Who's They need somebody to step up and play defense, and Melo's not going to be that guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they'll still have P.J. Tucker, and I mean, I like P.J. Tucker. They, they re-signed Gerald Green. They have Gerald Green. See, I mean, I, but, but they would have to get rid of Anderson. But how stupid is that for the Suns? Like, why Why would you use, like, one year, like, $15 million, I think, for Ariza? Like, knowing how stacked the West is, like, what's think, the point of I that? I think it was more veteran presence for Devin Booker, for A.N. I think that's what it was mainly for. I don't think. And I was reading a tweet that Ariza was like, I'm not taking a, a discount. I've done that already for the last few years, and I want to be appreciated. Is what basically he wanted to be appreciated more. Which I mean, I mean that's fine, but I mean I'm not taking I'm not taking the money over winning like fucking twenty some games. Like maybe he maybe he's like, nah, we're not. Nobody's gonna beat the fucking Warriors, and he maybe he knew LeBron was going to Lakers. Let's see if anything crazy has happened since we started this podcast. I haven't seen anything breaking news or anything. Uh, uh, no, I haven't seen seen much. Oh, shit. Uh, the Suns are meeting with uh, Devin Booker to try to get him a contract extension. and So that's interesting. Well, did you see how upset he was at when they released uh, Tyler Eulis? Tyler Eulis? I like, mean, that was like his best friend. But, yeah, that's kind of stupid, though. Tyler Eulis wasn't that good. So, um, yeah, I don't see anything going on, really. I think yeah. LeBron kind of just took over. Took over, but I think it's going to be interesting these it's it's gonna be fun, I, man. NBA is the best fucking professional league in the fucking world, dude. Fucking best shit ever. So to to end this uh, emergency episode, which we kind of we went in, we went all in for sure on this. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think Kawhi is now getting traded to LA for sure, or do you think the Spurs are gonna grab onto their balls and be like, no, it's not what you want? Man, it's it's tough. They're in a tough position because they were. It's like this issue with the Celtics. They were like, uh, "We don't know if he's gonna be fully healthy. He's not committing." I think that's where Magic's probably at right now, and he's like, "Well, I don't want to give up." You know, well, Ingram see, and Lonzo. Because now I think, honestly, I think the pressure is off LA to move to get that Kawhi deal. You know, now I think the pressure is on San Antonio because either way. Kawhi's gone. He's Kawhi's not coming gone. back. So you might as well get what you can. So if you are not getting a better offer, you got to pull the trigger. Like yep. it, because if you don't and he's like fuck it, I'm sitting sitting out, I think you get less for him yeah, as the season goes on you because you don't know anything. what he's if he's in shape, if yeah. he's, you know. So I think they I think they should trade him. If the best they can get is Brandon Ingram and, and, a, first. and a first. I mean, it's still Brandon Ingram. He still has potential. The dude's only, what, like 20, 21? Do you think it happens within this week, or do you think it's going to uh, drag out? I think it'll happen this week. You think it happens this week? I think it, I think so, too. Or early next week, if it doesn't with the... What fun. about DeMarcus Cousins? What do you think eventually happens with him? Because I hear one-year max to Lakers, and then I also hear Pelicans. Man, that's. I think he's going to end up staying with... You think so? With the Pelicans. I think now him going to LeBron, or to now going to the Lakers, is going to happen because of LeBron. Because of LeBron. So and was, I see it too, but... He was already in Sacramento. He loved being there in California. He comes back one year. He's got nothing to lose. He can test the free agent market again. Lakers still have the room for, for Max for, for him, right? Well, yeah, because I think they'd have to... Uh, that term was called stretch and wave. Um, uh, Luol Deng's okay. like over a period of time because his contract's fucking shit, and they have like I said Lopez, Fry, It, Julius Randle, all those guys are free agents, so that you know yeah, that maybe because they did sign McGee to the minimum. And let, I mean to be honest, the Pelicans looked a hell of a lot better without Demarcus Cousins than they, they did, did and that's because um, your boy uh, Nico Nico was playing, playing good defense. It wasn't even his. I mean, his offense was great, and it's always been. But which that's could, what they needed: versatile. shooters and like people that could spread the court. Yeah. Uh, and so, why would the Pelicans risk bringing him back? One, he's coming On off an Achilles. Achilles, and then two, you got to offer him a big contract when you know your team worked better without him. Mm-hmm. I think he goes to LA. Why not? 
let's go. LA, um, I don't know if they can, I don't, the thing is, I don't know if they can get DeMarcus Cousins and Kawhi Leonard, so I don't know. Yeah, how that's what I was be. saying. I don't know if they'll be able to. to but if the Lakers that. can't get Kawhi this but year. They, they still have Cousins, and then they'll still have Ingram and Kuzma and Hart and Lonzo. And they then Kawhi have, comes out yeah, in the free agent. Have all the, that's the thing people keep like think, forgetting is like, if they don't get Kawhi, it's like, okay, they still have those guys that they would give up for Kawhi. In Magic We Trust. Like, man. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, I'm I'm so excited. Again, we're like first week of just uh, first day of July and we're Oh yeah. On a Sunday over here, I should be at home with my family and I'm over here excited as fuck for this NBA shit. And Yo. all I know is fucking thunder the fuck up and my boy Paul George is going to work with my boy Russ. Hey, did you see Melo? I told you he wasn't even at that fucking party. I know. And, like, Nas is his favorite rapper, didn't too. didn't say shit. anything. Like, he hasn't said he's anything. He's gone, man. He's yeah, gone. Dude, he's, he's, he's gone. He has to be. He's gone. Come to Chicago, man. Make Chicago great again. Man, fuck Chicago. Let's go. Hey, uh, is it Chicago or is it Chicago? I think, like, like us Mexicans are like, Chicago? Chicago. I had a conversation with my boss. and um, It's Chicago. Yeah, he was like, it, he says it, Chicago. He was like, I might be going to Chicago. And I was like, why are you saying it like that? And he's not even like Hispanic. He, like, he's just, <laughs> That's yeah. funny though. No, it's Chicago. He was like, it's, it's Chicago. And I was like, no, it's Chicago. And yeah, it's like, Chicago. Yeah, I don't know why. He, and then he was like, well, how do you say champions? And I was like, champions. And he, I was like, well, if that's your point, how do you say champagne? That's different. And he was like, it's champagne. The- I was like, you're not going to go asking around, hey, can I have some champagne? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. Uh, I intend this real quick. Uh, I just want to give like two minutes to the Bulls. What What do you think is happening there? Uh, do you think they bring back Levine ultimately? They should because LeBron's gone and nobody in the East left but the Celtics and the Sixers. So I think I think you give up that money. In Garpax, uh, I do not trust. And like I don't, you said, I don't he's trust only them. 23. He had a good season before that that ACL tear. I, I just don't trust ownership making the right move. Um, Nick, Nick Friedle, uh ESPN Chicago, had tweeted that they were looking to offer between 15 to $20 million range, and he tweeted back in the fucking crying emoji like, yeah, right. Like I ain't taking that bullshit. Yeah, I saw that. Um, he showed me. That. But at this point, you have to, you have to pay him. Yeah. You know, you brought him in for that big deal for uh, yeah, Jimmy like, Butler. Yeah, like, like you, you can't just let him walk. You can. The Kings yeah. and Hawks are showing interest, um, but you got to bring him back. And then I also hear there's interest to bring in Jabari Parker. Um, he's not like a franchise changer or anything like that. But he's a good solid player. Um, yeah. but he's had like what like three ACL tears and oh, like yeah. you know. I think the only thing, the only reason why they're considering bringing him in is because he's a Chicago guy. He would want to come play for Chicago. Yeah. But then again, I know we discussed earlier, it kind of puts a logjam in there because you have Laurie Markinen, you have Carter. Wendell Carter, you have um, Hutchison, who ju- you just brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's going to take some minutes away from somebody. Like, it's, it's kind of like the Orlando situation if that was to happen. Like, all those fucking Which they just, Did man. you see they just uh, re-signed Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon? Gordon? Like, did four you see his Onya went to like, the bro. Knicks? Yeah, I saw that. I, mean, I like his Onya. I think they should give him another chance. But. I mean, I don't know. The Lakers, I mean, the Knicks ain't going to do shit anyway. Yeah, they're not. But it gives him a little, little chance to showcase what he has. Uh, hopefully, um, next, hopefully, next episode, we'll have some more... Uh, some more news, but um, yeah, for your Bulls, b- before we go off, before b- your Bulls, if they can re sign Levine, man, they're looking like a good squad. How did Levine do towards the end of the season when he came back? Because I know well, it took him a little while, he was okay, he, uh, it wasn't what he was in Minnesota. He was, he was forcing shots, you know, he was trying to get into trying the rhythm. To do too much, I um, he was playing no defense, so like terrible fucking defense. Like James Harden, was he more? Do you think he was more like, okay, well, we're trying to do, we're trying to. It doesn't matter if we win or lose, and I'm I don't or is it like I didn't trust my knee yet still? Or? I think it was he was just trying to find out where he fit in, especially mm-hmm. because uh, Laurie Markkinen had been in there and Chris Dunn they had been working well, and then you kind of throw in a third piece, like so who is the guy who is who does the offense run through, you know, things like that that he was try- they were trying to figure out, and then they shut him down like in March to tank which didn't work out and so he didn't really but from what i saw he could still score mm-hmm. he just he just needs to he needs that time to be with marketing dunn because dunn's not gonna be a like 30 point score you know yeah 
Dunn's gonna be that guy that f- runs the offense and then plays lockdown D because he was a, he was good he, defender. Uh, yeah. He was amazing. I remember defense. him being good defensive. Um, so you have Levine and Markinen on offense. I mean, I, I I personally want Levine to come back. Like we yeah. have to bring him back. I don't give a shit. Twenty five million, whatever it takes, bring him back. And it's a risk. It's obviously a risk, but he's twenty three. He can still figure it out. Yeah. Rather than just letting him walk. Yeah, because even if it is a four-year contract, I mean, it'd be he'd be, what, 26? 27, yeah. yeah 26, like, 27, And yeah. then you still have all that space for another uh, Max Steel 2019 with all those free agents coming in, which that's what you want, you mm-hmm. know? And then, um, but I don't know. I don't trust the front office. And you're too. not going to find another, a better two-guard at this point right now. Oh, no, Probably yeah. Than Zach Levine. You're not. And then, so if Zach Levine go- leaves... Then you have a huge, huge, huge hole, you yeah. know, there, and there's nobody to fill it. Yeah. Because no matter you bring in Jabari Parker, he's not gonna do, you know, he's not, not gonna do shit. No. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully, our next episode. Uh, what do you think? You we might do another emergency uh, if Kawhi gets if traded. If Kawhi or, gets traded, uh, I say we'll do. You have to go out of town Friday, right? Yeah, I'll be yeah, out of so. town Friday, so. We'll try to do something Thursday if something crazy. If not, we'll probably have to wait till next week to do something. But uh, hey, uh, before we get off, I forgot my my cousin uh, Brian, who we shouted B-Rock. out. Yeah. Well, I actually saw him today. Um, him and his girlfriend, and they were saying that they were listening to our podcast, and they wanted. They said, "Hey, can you ask Gio a question for me?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's okay. go." So he was like, "How? Why does Gio uh, not like the Mexican soccer team, and you're Mexican?" Because my my loyalty lies with the uh, the U.S. soccer team, you yeah. know. Obviously, my my dad's Mexican, and I have that Mexican blood in me. But ultimately, I was born here in the United States, and yeah. you know, my loyalty always, you know. And this is something. It's funny because I've gotten in fights with my dad because <laughs> my dad's like, "You're Mexican. Why don't you go for the Mexican soccer team?" Yeah, and it's like. It'd be different if I was like, let's say my dad was like um, Colombian or something like that, where, you know, I'd probably root for Colombia and yeah. USA because, but Mexico and USA is such a huge rivalry. You can't. I got you. It's like, it's like going for like, you're a Warriors fan and then you're also a fucking Cavs fan. <laughs> like, it doesn't work that way. You know, you got to pick sides one or the other. Yeah, and my loyalty lies with the United States of America. So even though we're fucking trash in soccer <laughs> and like we, I don't even know the outcome or the future does not look very bright, but, um, you know, yeah, I'll I, take pleasure in Mexico losing. So hopefully nine o'clock tomorrow, uh, hopefully they, they yeah. lose. And I mean, I, I kind of just told him, I said, I think it was, um, Something like that, but I said for me, I said you guys know like I'm not even like a big time soccer fan, but when USA played in the world last World Cup, I was fucking watching every game. Oh man, I but was this one. I'm just like, I mean, I'm going for Mexico, like I said, just because that's the only other country I've been to. I have roots there, but, but other than that, you know, I really don't. I'm not. Man, gonna you're be about like, to get me going. Um, <laughs> so like, okay, the thing is too, like, okay, Mexican soccer fans, they're yeah. all about Mexican soccer and all this shit. Uh-huh. But when it comes to any other fucking sport, like when they like when fucking USA <laughs> plays Mexico in basketball, how many of those motherfuckers do you see them cheering for Mexican basketball team? Right? No, they're all like fucking LeBron, KD, let's go <laughs> USA basketball. Exactly. You don't see that shit. Like that's that's I think that's where I have the the issue there because it's you like see, those kind of fans kind of ruin it. For like you. okay, like okay, if you're a Mexican soccer fan. Then root for all. Yeah. Okay, so the majority of like ninety percent of Mexican soccer fans hate U.S. soccer, mm-hmm. and vice versa. It's that I way. I got you. You know, and so, and they're here posting like everything in fucking Spanish on Facebook and <laughs> shit. But then USA is playing on another fucking sport, and and all of a sudden it's like fucking go USA, and they're all you know like, I think that shit fucking pisses me off. Like, yeah. um, you know. No matter what sport it is, whether I don't give a shit what sport it is, I'm fucking and USA see, all the way, man. Yeah, see, that's like, it sounds like it's just a little bit of the fans fucking it up, too. And that's why I don't like the Lakers, because of the fans. So fuck the Lakers still. Man, Lakers, let's go. <laughs> I can't wait for this fucking NBA season, man. I am so hyped. Um, obviously, the poll, we can kind of just disregard it, because... Yeah. The Lakers are obviously relevant again. I mean, um, so maybe we'll think of something else uh, to post up, kind of something else fun, and and see what what we can come up with. Again, guys, 
hopefully you guys enjoyed this kind of podcast we just kind of threw up on the fly yeah and, uh, it was definitely fun we got it definitely into it yeah uh, i like this one. It, was, it was fun um but again shout out follow us on um at underscore nosebleeds mm-hmm. on twitter uh at mr g easy again on twitter and at mr Delion underscore you guys on again twitter. we appreciate the love we appreciate the support um you know we've had we've had a good turnout on this last podcast uh, mm-hmm. the last episode i just posted it actually on saturday yesterday morning and um those views are keep going up yeah. and up and up or those listens and so guys appreciate i appreciate you guys uh you know a, a thousand a hundred thousand percent um you guys are this is why we're doing it because it's so fun just to yeah. interact with everybody because you guys just like i mean simple even if it's just my cousin he's like hey ask geo this i guess stuff like that that means i mean yeah people are listening tell me tell geo what to ask me tell me what to ask geo yeah keep doing that be right hit me up on twitter next time man <laughs> i got you i got you uh but yeah guys uh we'll see y'all like i said if something crazy goes down we might do another uh just kind of on the fly podcast if hopefully like some big news comes comes on the line uh if not we don't know if we'll do one this upcoming week if not we'll we'll definitely have one the next week after that but just tune in keep up to uh keep up to date on our our twitter our instagram and we'll definitely uh uh see y'all next time yep later later